about that time, about that time, about that time, yes, about that time. Welcome to the jungle, the Auburn men's basketball podcast. We can broke from outside. It's the three. Auburn men talking Auburn men's basketball. Oh man, he didn't miss the other night. Three for no frills, no gimmicks. Just ball. Final seconds of the quarter, Holloway, he can hit from that range. Now, here's your host, Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett. All right, we are back. The Jungle Podcast is here. This time you have your guest hosts, Ryan Norman and Ben Young, and here to talk about Auburn's 86-71 win over Southeastern Louisiana University. Ryan, how you feeling, man? Man, I feel about as blah as I think you could feel after after a game. I mean, that was just that was blah. It's not often you're up by double digits and you feel like you're losing, but I, I definitely felt that a couple of times tonight. What were some uh, What were some of your pregame notes that you feel uh, were were uh, answered or not answered tonight? Well, so I, one of my things was you know Baylor. I, we 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 texted in our group text about this this week, but. Baylor came out and looked extremely hungover against a team called John Brown, which never even heard of that team in my entire life. But that's a team that exists. And they were horrific from the field, from the three. Uh, looked like a big hangover game. So I thought, you know, hey, maybe maybe that won't be us. Maybe that won't be, you know, we'll, we'll come out and play a little bit better uh, than they did. And, and uh, it was just extremely blah, it, it, just extremely nonchalant. You know, I had the, the pleasure and privilege of sitting uh, really close to the court tonight and uh, just did not look engaged. It looked like we weren't expecting contact and, and just, I don't know, it just looked off. It just looked weird. Um, I think we thought we were just going to come in there and play really well. And, um, and, and I was hoping that we would not have that mindset. But I think it's going to be one of those years, man, where we're just going to come in there and no matter who we play, we're going to play to the competition. And it's if it's a down team, we're gonna play to their standards. And I, I saw that firsthand tonight, and that was that was a little disappointing. That was one of my pregame kind of the look for night, and we didn't we didn't hit that very well. Yeah, that was Matt's one of uh, his points coming into the game was that we had some spurts of exciting defense in the season opener, but the second half defense left a lot to be desired. I will say one of the bright spots for this game was we did seem to dial it up in the second half, but even in the first half, while our offense was clunking along, we went for an almost 11-minute stretch where we held them to six points. So you want to talk about some bright spots. I think there were some defensive bright spots, um, and especially in the second half, we didn't really let them get too close. I think the closest they were was a six. Is that right? With about eight minutes to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about the bright spots. Yeah, I mean, like I said, early defensively, I feel like we were pretty dialed in. Um, overall, I think we're a more talented team, and that really showed out. Uh, with about 11 minutes to go in the first half, we were outscoring their bench 30 points to one. So we were really forcing their starters to play some pretty heavy minutes. We don't have those full stat breakdowns yet, but I think we did what we had to do against uh, an inferior team. I think we both wish we could have seen some more growth, but overall, you know, winning your clunker by 15 points, hey, not too bad. Yeah. Uh, we. We went on some runs offensively. Uh, we 
got out a little bit on the fast break. You know, to be quite honest with you, it's hard to sit so close to a game and then like sit there and try to digest it just due to how fast paced it was by trying to, uh, you know, taking everything that's going on. Um, I will say we did hit a lot of open shots. Um, for sure. You know, we, we, you could tell we got, we got some shooters. And and that's that's a positive to look forward to is that is that we got some guys that can create shots. And I think as the season goes on, you know they'll be able to create more shots. It's just a, a comfort thing right now. I think. So let's talk about our MVP battle because one of Jackson's pregame notes was: Does Janai Broom continue to hit three pointers at a high percent? Janai Broom, uh, one of one tonight. Am I reading that right? But Janai Broom hit another three pointer either way. Finished with 18 points, 11 rebounds, two blocks. Um, when we needed him most, I feel like Janai really showed up. I would have liked to see us get him more involved in the early game. Um, that's been one of my issues with our starting rotations. We still don't seem like we have a comfortable identity with that group on the floor. And my hope going into the season was that we were going to start with Janai as our identity. But it seems that once he's able to stretch the floor with those three balls, he's really able to get his one-on-one matchups inside and really exploit that which tonight he did to the tune of almost 20 points. Yeah, he looked he looked like he was settling in a little bit there towards the middle of the first half. Uh there were some there were some times at the beginning of the game that he was like expecting contact to be there and it was not and he, he was leaving the shot short or or too hard off the rim and uh you know I think that's just trying to get back in the season like and also too I think he may still be nursing that shoulder a little bit and I think he may be a little iffy uh when it comes to contact um but yeah look he's gonna carry us throughout the year he's gonna have to my only concern with him is um you know big big guys seem to give him issues sometimes um you know, even even tonight, like I think he should have still had more than twenty. If we're being quite honest with you, um, but yeah, Janai, I think it was a close battle between him and someone else for maybe the MVP. But look, he he's going to have fifteen to twenty points a night every game this year. I mean, I, if he if he has less, that's going to be a, a disappointment in my eyes. And my favorite Janai stat of the night, I'm sure you can guess what it is: three of three at the free throw line. Janai hit all of his free throws tonight. However, it does make me a little sad that he only got to the line three times. I mean, like you said, that just goes to show that he's not drawing the kind of contact that we expect a big man banging around inside, particularly against um, lesser competition. I won't say smaller guys because you're right. They're, uh, they're starting power forward for Southeast Louisiana. He, uh, he had some size with him tonight and not anything like what we saw against Baylor, but still, Janai was having to actually go out there and compete against some big bodies. And you can see he's trying to develop more of his finesse game in the hopes of, of lasting a long time in the league. But let's talk about another perfect free throw shooter, somebody who might have surprised everyone with his run for the MVP award tonight, KD Johnson. Yeah, man, KD was a menace tonight. Like, you don't appreciate his proudness and, and, and just the way that he's after it until you see it so, so close in person. You know, it, it just completely opened my eyes like, man, he can change a game if he wants to. If, if he plays within the game, uh, he's a difference maker. And he was a difference Taker night, you know, when we needed a basket, he was he was the guy. He was attacking. He was um, getting back on defense, causing turnovers, hitting quite. Uh, I, I don't have a stat in front of me. I think he had three threes, maybe two. He was two for um, five from three. Yeah, and yeah, and, and so you know, when we needed a basket, he was the guy tonight. 
And that was from just seeing the game so close, like he changed the game in my eyes, in my opinion. I've long thought that KD is is by far our fastest guy. And every time I see him on the court, whether it's uh, making steals or running in the open court or back cutting to the basket, he just looks like the fastest guy on the floor. Um, we were we started the game 0 for 7 from 3. And who hit our first three-pointer of the game? It wasn't Aiden Holloway. It wasn't Denver Jones. It was Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson broke that streak for us. And he absolutely stuffed the stat sheet tonight. He finished with 13 points. He had two steals, three assists, two rebounds, and only one turnover, which is huge for him. Yeah, I mean, what what a, I mean, that's my that was my vote for MVP. That's what a luxury you have for a guy to come off the bench, you know, um, who has a lot of that experience, and he he seems to come out and play very well against those type of teams and out of conference play. I mean, if we're just being real here, um, I expect him to have a few more of those games throughout the year against you know some of those other teams, but. Um. Yeah, he's he was a menace out there, and, and we're gonna need him to step up. We're, I think we're seeing a little more and more as each game goes on how important he can be to this team this year. And if he gets hot in a game, that's gonna lift us and propel us to maybe a win that we maybe shouldn't have, or that will solidify a win if we need uh, you know a little extra off the bench. He, he's gonna be the guy this year that can help us do that. And we're seeing more and more our depth is a, is a huge factor. Um, that was going to be one of Jackson's uh, points to talk about tonight was kind of our rotations and our overall depth. 46 of our 86 points, so more than half, came from our bench players. And uh, like I said, we absolutely buried Southeastern Louisiana from the perspective of the bench. They finished with nine total bench points to our 46. Um, so let's talk, too, about we, we've came out with the same five starters again. We, we've said on this podcast before, Bruce doesn't like to uh, tinker with his lineups, and so far he hasn't yet. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. What, uh, you keep thinking like it's it's not. There's no way that's going to be the same next game. Like that, they just don't gel very well. I mean, it's been two games, and I just don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling it, and I don't. I so tonight you, I could hear a lot of what Bruce was saying. He is on Trey very hard. I would. Wow. I thought this game he may not start. I would be shocked if he starts next game. There, there's just a difference of play. There's a difference of play between Aiden and Trey right now that, uh, like, I, you might have saw me on camera, but there was one time Trey got like trapped in the corner on our own offensive side of the court. And it was like, man, what are you doing? Like, he just dribbles into, into coverage. He dribbles down the lane at the double teams. Anyways, I, I just, the, the rotations are a little off right now. I think they're still trying to figure it out too. I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we were 23 and a half point favorites tonight. I think that's part of the reason why we probably didn't cover is just, we're just tinkering. We're trying a lot of different things right now. You know, we, we don't really know what we have uh, in terms of, of who's playing well, who, who jives the most. Um, and I think that's going to take time. I think we have to be patient with that a little bit. Yeah. I think figuring out the lineups and the rotations that are going to be the core of this team is our next big hurdle because we brought uh, almost the entire second unit out. I believe we were only two or three minutes into the game this time. We had almost a full rotation. Um, Chad Baker-Mazar came off the bench and immediately was like a spark plug, was uh, getting steals, driving to the basket, drawing fouls. Um, he had a pretty amazing game again tonight. He finished with six rebounds, one assist, 12 total points. Uh, he was three of six from the floor, so pretty efficient. And uh, also, once again, 
absolutely crushing it at the free throw line. He did miss one tonight, but he finished five for six. So he did a lot of his damage at the line. Oh, dude, you should have seen his face when he missed it. It was like he was shocked. He was shocked. He like looked because I was sitting right there. He did look. He was like, like, I mean, like, I, it went. Like every, he expects it to go in every time. He it went everywhere, but in I, I also couldn't believe that he missed that one. Overall, we had a pretty good uh, free throw shooting night, 17 of 20, 85%. That puts us in Jackson's range for that. Um, let's talk about Chaney Johnson. How, how did you feel about his game seeing it in person? It's awkward right now, but I think he, he's, so he's, he's starting to feel a little more comfortable around the rim, and I, I think it's going to be a year-long project. I think there's going to be that one game where he – comes out of nowhere and, and has like maybe 12 points um, or 15 points and, and looks good, but he's just trying to get comfortable out there. And, and I think that, that has to do with a lot of guys right now. You know, Denver didn't look too comfortable out there either. Um, you know, the guys are just trying to figure out where they need to go, where they need to be and maybe try not to jack up shots or I don't know. Ch- Chaney could have made a lot of shots tonight. He had the opportunity oh, yeah. to make a lot of shots. Oh, yeah. And I think that's going to come with time and with experience. And I could, you could see it's there, but it's just you got to execute right now, and 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 that's going to maybe take some time. Tonight was definitely a night where you could see how much of an athletic freak he was. Uh, he was tied with Janai for the lead in rebounds. He had eleven rebounds total, but seven of those were offensive rebounds, um, and that was unfortunately where he struggled. He finished two for eleven from the floor. Um, and 0 and 3 from 3. So he was a guy that was around the basket a lot. He just couldn't quite get it in and left, you know, easy to say 10 or 15 points on the floor there. Uh, our other four also struggled pretty mightily. Um, I managed to put out a tweet that I guess Jalen read, uh, lamenting that we'd seen him do a disappearing act two games in a row. And then he had back to back three pointers, which really made his game look a little bit more efficient than it was. But that was pretty late in the second half. Uh, before he even affected the scorecard. So what's going on with Jalen? Man, uh, he, he's a head scratcher and he makes a bang my head wall sometimes. Just he's so not, he it was so nonchalant out there, just kind of whatever. You know, it's like he doesn't he doesn't take a body, he doesn't draw contact, he doesn't go into contact. It's just like it's just kind of mad. And um he was like that against Baylor too. You know, I I think I said like he always plays against his matchup, and he did not do that today either. Like he just kind of disappeared and was just kind of at. And this team, I, I'm I'm a, I'm fearful that this team once again is going to go as Jalen goes, and that scares me a little bit. I hope that's not the case. But look, if Jalen had how many did, how many did he have tonight? I, I don't even remember. He um, with nine points. Okay, let's say Jalen had eighteen. Do we win by twenty five? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, it's just like I, that, that scares me a little bit. I think the tricky part, too, because, is part of that starting rotation that right now offensively is just a black hole. It's hard to deny that they're, that they're keyed in defensively, and I think that's part of the reason why that group is out there. I mean, you've got three guys that played together last year. Um, four, if you want to include Trey Donaldson as the, as the starting point guard out there that we know is a bulldog on defense. But um, we started the game... One for nine. Um, the three-point shooting was absolutely yeah, it was ugly. terrible. We were at one point three for 16 and 0 for 7 from three. I mean, we couldn't buy a bucket, and we weren't taking advantage of 
the fact that we have big body guys like Chris Moore and Jalen Williams to go inside and draw some contact and get to the line early. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was ugly. And it, it's tough because, man, what, what a, what a weird way to start the year against, against a, a, a big 12 team that won an SGM two, two years ago. And they come out with that clunker tonight. It's, it's very, you know, vibes were positive after a, after a big, you know, loss against Baylor. Then we come out and then we do that against Southeastern Louisiana. You know, who knows what we're going to do in uh, Notre Dame next week. We might go out and win by 30. You know, it's like, is it, is this team going to play their competition? Because you could tell they came out and they were just kind of not going into the contact, not, it was very, it was just very off. And yeah. so I think it's um, clear that we had a yeah, clunker think- game. But I think one of the nice things about this team versus last year's team is I feel like I'm seeing all the parts there in a way that I wasn't. Like I've seen Denver uh, spot up and hit a great three pointer. You've seen Aiden rotate correctly and then get the ball to him quick for an open look. You've seen Janai, when he recognizes one on one matchups, we're able to get the ball inside. So it's just a matter of being able to do that consistently and put our runs together when we need them. Um, and there's one other guy that I want to talk about yeah. before we move on, uh, because I, I need to know from your perspective, seeing him in person tonight, if this is just my hopes and dreams, or if this is reflected in reality. Dylan Cardwell, his defensive footwork seems so much better this year. Yeah, Dylan looked good out there. He was just kind of all over the place. Um, I mean, even on offense, he just he just he just looks like he's more focused. And not and and not just flailing around out there, <laughs> you know. Um, I think there were op- there were opportunities where we could have gotten him the ball a lot on offense. Like he was, I where I was sitting, he was like boxing a guy out, asking for the alley oop. We're just not looking for those things right now, but I think it will come. And I think he's going to play a big part on this team as as a, as a rotation big off the bench. Um, I, I'm excited about about his development and where he's hopefully going to be come SEC play. We're we're going to really need him. So big picture, bottom line, I, I don't feel like we learned too much more about this team than we learned in the Baylor game. Um, we're pretty impressed with our depth overall. I think we are 10 deep. It seems like we have a pretty solid second rotation, but uh, I'm still not sold on our starting lineup, and I don't think we figured out our rotations to to keep ourselves in games against top competition. Yeah, no, I would agree. And, you know, it's um, it's 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 going to be... A- it's going to be a few games or, or maybe even by SEC play where we figure out all that stuff and those rotations and who gels with who. And that's part of, unfortunately that's part of the era of college basketball we live in and, and these transfer portals and why you see towards the end of the year, you know, um, teams that are older tend to do a lot better, you know, and, um, and I think we're, we're on the right track and, I'm not going to overreact to a to a clunker against <laughs> SLU, you know. And in your in the past three years, we had multiple of the a multitude of those games, you know, even back in the Kessler Jabari year or, or SC Championship year, and you know stuff like that. Like we just sometimes do that, and that's part of college basketball. That's part of you know what we do. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, uh, what we do against Notre Dame next week in the ACC ACC school, they they they're definitely not the competition that Baylor is. They're a step up from southeastern Louisiana. So let's you know see what we could take from that game. There's no way we do two two get two of those two of those games back to back against you know what we did tonight and then there. You know I think you're going to see a completely different team next game compared to what we saw tonight. 
I sure hope so. That's my hope. Ladies and gentlemen, the jungle is going to try to be live. We're going to see, but either way, we're definitely going to have some recording from inside of the Barclays Center because Jackson and I will be at both of those games. Uh, Hopefully, as Auburn brings home another uh, tournament championship from the Barclays Center. Ryan, any final thoughts? Yeah, I've got got to run here, but I I will say, you know, um, it's good to be back here. I think, you know, what we could kind of attribute this game to, I think it's a, there was a game two years ago against South Florida. Uh, that we played that was a huge just you know we expected to blow them out and they were just kind of hanging around and you know they had some decent players but um you know they were hitting up they were hitting shots that they may never hit again you know that was tonight just kind of southeast louisiana was hitting some lucky shots that um you know they were just throwing it up and it was just going in to be quite honest with you um but well, not just lucky I, shots I the, the guy that we, there the guy that we projected uh roger mcfarland Went off for twenty four points, so like their their stars shone bright. You got to hand him that much. Yeah, he was he was a baller. Um, you know, it was um it was it was an interesting game. So we'll see how it goes, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what we do next week against Notre Dame. But um, I, I wouldn't take too much out of this game. Besides, we we got a lot to learn about, and um, and and it's going to be you know a long season. And I think we should all stay a little patient and not drop our hot takes in before. We have at least five or six games under our belts to kind of see what what, what what's going to happen here moving forward. Yeah, I agree, man. We're young, we're still healthy, and uh, we won by fifteen. I'll take it. I'll take it. Look, we didn't cover, but I think that line was a little inflated, anyways. To be honest with you, but a little bit twenty twenty four is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. But I, I did want to say, you know, I, I did notice being so close uh, at the end of the game, there was an alley oop from Aiden to uh, to Chad Baker Bazaar. I think it was without the shot clock on. And for those that have been watching Bruce for a long time knows that when the shot clock is off, you do not shoot or do anything because he feels that it is disrespectful to the opponent that we do something when the game is over, we have a big lead. And for them to do that shot clock, he had a towel in his hand and he threw it down so hard and just was yelling expletives so mad. I don't know. I I don't know if, if, I, I, I'm curious to see what the post game is going to be about because he may mention it, but he was not happy with that. And, um, you know, it is what it is. I think they were just having fun. That's a learning experience for, for those guys. I think it was Aiden to Chad Baker, but um, that was funny. It was funny to see. Well, Ryan, get us the intel from tonight, and uh, we'll see you on the pod again soon. All right, man? Thanks, Ben. Later. See you guys. War Eagle, Ryan.